Welcome to Highway to Well. I'm your host, Derek Bell, and this podcast is brought to you by the American Nurses Foundation through the generous support of the Center for Disaster Philanthropies Recovery Fund. The American Nurses Foundation has undertaken this work as part of its well-being initiative, which supports nurses' mental health through the pandemic and beyond. Decades of research have shown that practicing gratitude is highly effective in promoting physical and psychological health, both at the individual and organizational levels. This podcast series builds up previous work conducted by the American Nurses Foundation in partnership with the Greater Good Science Center at UC Berkeley. Now, we have talked about gratitude and an understanding that gratitude is a practice. It is something that requires intention and commitment. And the benefit to what gratitude can do for you has been established. And in each of the episodes of this series, we're reflecting on these benefits and how important they are. However, that doesn't make it easier to adopt our own gratitude practice and figuring out how to really implement these practices into our daily lives. The key for reaping the incredible rewards gratitude can bring involves getting into a mindset and developing approaches that can easily be replicated. How we do that is what we're talking about today, how we create our plan. And for that, we have a very special guest, Deidre Flattery, the Director of Patient Care at Lenox Hill Hospital, Northwell Health. Deidre is an experienced nurse leader from a variety of clinical settings, as well as research in empowerment, engagement, and resilience. Deidre, welcome to Highway to Well. Oh, good morning, and thank you so much. I'm really pleased to be with you today. Yeah, I'm, I'm so excited for us to dive in into really talking about kind of our personal approach and what it takes to get into a mindset. And, you know, as we, we know, the science is pretty clear about the value and benefit to adopting and integrating gratitude practices. I think that's uncontested, and, and we've talked about that through all of our episodes. But what we also know, it's the implementation part that is really the hardest in sustaining that through all of our ebbs and flows of life and work and everything that we have on our plates. So I want to ask you to get started here today is in your experience, how did you get nurses to get into the mindset that gratitude was something that was needed to be integrated into their daily lives? And how do you get them to wake up each day ready for that? How do you build it into your day? And what does that plan look like? Uh, well, it, it actually really started with myself. Um, as you had mentioned, you know, recognizing the value of gratefulness. And I had have worked on resilience and looking at research around that. And I recognized that in myself, if I, before I went to sleep at night, instead of ruminating about what was going on, but really started thinking about what to be grateful for. And I built that into my nightly routine, uh, just really thinking about it, it started with first one thing to be grateful for, and then it actually built to three. And I recognized that, okay, that was really feeling good for me. Now, how about bringing that to some of my teams and looking at how we could embed that in some of our practices? And we went through, as everybody knows, and everybody did a tough time through COVID, and we were looking at ways that we could recognize the value in what everybody did, recognize how to be grateful, but also to, to do it as a bit of a team approach. 
And we had this opportunity to, to meet once a week uh, for what started with being mindful moments, but then it, it really transitioned into being more of a grateful moment. And what we did was we would have a team meeting and we would start just talking about, you know, we could have started about ruminating about what was wrong, but I said, no, let's talk about what's right. And we actually started slow with some topics and um, some really looking at feedback from patients, staff, and physicians. And we got the idea to spread it a little bit from one of the, I cover a couple of different units and one unit at the end of the shift, what we would do is we would actually had marbles. We had blue marbles and uh, uh, gold marbles. And if it was a great shift, a gold marble went in the jar. If it was a not so good shift, a blue marble went in the jar. And, and at the change of shift, we looked at that. And what people were starting to do in some of the team, uh, the nursing team, you would see that throughout the shift, they would uh, start putting the marbles in. So I said, you know, this is, this is pretty good. This actually works. So uh, let's look to see how we might be able to spread this a little bit more. And um, so we did. Yeah, that sounds... I just want to stop and see if maybe you have some questions. I don't want to be rambling on if, I, uh, if there might be something you might want to ask me. Yeah, no, Deidre, that is awesome. I, I think that is so critical. And, and that path, so that pathway that you started, like you said, you started with yourself. And you started with one. And I think sometimes that that is when we start to talk about gratitude practices, it can kind of feel overwhelming. Like, what what should I do? And we expect a flood of gratitude to come our way. But like you, like you said, you started with one, recognition, and then that built into three. And you thought, okay, I, I feel good. This makes me feel good. I feel better about my circumstances. If, I'm decreasing my stress levels. Those are some recognition that you took upon yourself to recognize that value. So then you want to express that to your team and how can they be, how can you get them into this pathway of, of gratitude? How can you create something that is sustainable and, and kind of easy to do, but also reflective of what the, the spirit of gratitude practice is about and to do it as a team. <clears throat> and we know that nurses are so team focused and, and teammate focused and, and even a lot of studies that you know I've read and some of the work that I've done in healthcare, we find that the 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 feelings among team members and and the opportunity to share and support each other is the most critical of steps in in the care setting for nurses. And so if you can get them to do this as a team and start practicing, it starts to build a better pathway for a lot of other things that maybe you want to do with them. And I love this approach with the the marbles. And it gives us it gives you that cultural cue about how people are feeling too, which is also really important in this practice environment. I, I think that's that sounds like such a wonderful practice. And so I, I want to ask you and, and feel free to talk more about this and what what started happening the more that you were using this marble approach is how did you see that change and how, what did that do to the care setting? How did that improve you know, your own nurses' practices? So giving opportunity to, for the staff to have like their visual feedback, visual cue, I think was really important. And uh, we used this 
we looked at, was there a correlation to anything else that was going on? Uh, was there a correlation to maybe our, our satisfaction scores, our engagement scores? You always want to have a level of data to see if there is any improvement. So we started this on one unit, and, and we did see, you know, our, our clinical outcomes were very good on that unit. Um, you know, we had good days and we had bad days, but we were building it into a, a good moment for reflection and to be grateful for it, and staff started calling out each other. And I said, you know, this is working really nicely on this unit. Let's see if we can maybe spread this to one of the other teams. And um, I have another team, which is a surgical unit, a very busy unit. And what we started there was actually a gratitude jar. And what was nice about that was we had some paper and um, right next to the jar. And we started giving the opportunity for people to write comments. So a little bit different than the visual cue of the marbles, but a nice visual cue because the jar could fill up pretty quickly. And what we did was every week um, we would read those comments. And what we have is a, a, a team meeting. It would be really on a Tuesday morning, and it was, and it, it is, uh, was, and is an interprofessional team that gathers together, and we have a physician sponsor that would join us. We did this through COVID, and, and we continued it. Uh, during COVID, we spoke about things that were stressful, but as we were moving out of that environment, we really spoke about things that we were grateful for. It was really cool because we know there's value in meaningful recognition, and what's meaningful to one caregiver um, there's a lot of similarities in, in what's meaningful to nurses, but we also have ancillary staff on the unit and some things that partake in that. So looking to see what was meaningful them and for them and how we could build on it. So we would get comments that would come from patients. And one morning we had a patient on the unit that uh, was a family member and they took the time to write about absolutely everybody by name that was in contact with their family member. And it was powerful and you could just watch, you know, it was palpable, you could watch everybody's response to that. And the nice thing about it was that morning, many of the team members were there and as their name was called out. Another week we read a really great letter and it was from one of the staff and they were talking about the person that was in charge. Another. Uh, letter that was also in is we had a, you know, a, a rapid response situation on the unit and they called out how wonderful the team was, but also other people that came to the unit to support them. So you could really see the value of the meaningful recognition. And so we've done this over time and we looked at now the satisfaction scores on that unit. Patient satisfaction scores really moving in the right direction and staff engagement scores moving in the right direction. And there's a correlation between staff engagement and patient satisfaction. And this unit is tier one. So it, it, it's just, it's something that works. We did it once a week. And, you know, I think we're still truly reaping the benefit of it. And people gather to either hear their names or if they've said something about someone, if they've written it, to have that read aloud. There are so many pieces of that that I would love. It just, there's a lot to dive into there. And it is what you brought up a couple things too that I think are really critical that we recognize too. And that um, these practices involve 
a team of people, and, and you intentionally here have brought in other staff and ancillary team members that help in the care setting. And sometimes that's a, that's a dividing point in some of our organizations that create friction when we try to do these sorts of things. And the way in your approach here was to make sure that that wasn't the case. And that's really um, speaks a lot to the culture that you're building and, and really um, shows how that expression of gratitude is critical to be not just within a certain group of people within that team setting, but it should be something that's shared throughout the rest of the team members. And also... What was important, I just wanted to say, is that it was really interprofessional collaboration and to recognize the value of that because, you know, as you were saying, in terms of the team, but it's all of those members. And that's what, what I felt, and I think the rest of the staff felt, was the impact of that. Yeah, and also one of the things, as you're telling me this, I have this thought, and I, and I want you to talk to me about this, is what what you've done in your approach and your bringing in other team, your your vision, your your idea of team is more than just your nursing team. It's all of these people that are involved in building a, a better practice environment and and involved in patient care. So what that also does, and I want to ask you about this question is, you know, sometimes when we do something like gratitude or even other things, and you talked about having worked in in doing resilience training and that being part of this too, we have these kind of what I would call your wellness type ideas that get put into practice or we have this plan to do something to increase gratitude or or mindfulness or resilience. And we start to, and, and sometimes what that can do is it can make it feel like it's a flavor of the month kind of trend. And what you've done is built a practice that I feel like kind of avoids that problem where it's not just something we're doing this month, but it's part of a sustainable cultural practice. And so I want you to talk about that and how you've seen that being sustained so it's not just something that we're doing in, say, November, November's Gratitude Month. It's something that is done every day. It's just a normal part of your cultural practice. I think one of the things that we were able to do to sustain it and, and to make it so it's not, you know, November is uh, a cultural month, is that we really looked at caring concepts and, you know, sort of the caring concepts that are around um, humanism and and. Um, Gene Watson's theory of caritas uh, and caring and really looking at the elements in that. And, and I feel there's a strong connection to that and gratitude, as well as there's a strong connection to that and building resilience in our team members. And that, we, those teams spoke about that uh, and they continue to speak about that just moments of, you know, what, what makes it work and, you know, there were times that it didn't work in terms of things that went on, but we were able to get a positive twist if it was a bad night or if it was a bad day the day before. Um, but the opportunity to at least come together. So it wasn't always a different flavor of the month, but the flavor was really just around being truly grateful. You said something there, too, that I, I want to make sure that that I 
that I uh, talked to you a bit about here too is when you and what it, the gratitude practice what that really helps us do is understand and take in and value micro moments and how can we in take these moments that are happening throughout the day and understand that while we can't change the circumstances a lot of the time we can change our mindset and our approach to how we think about those and you just reflected on that 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 you've taken these moments and you put a positive twist on it that doesn't mean that we ignore the negative or the problematic or the challenging it just means we start to reframe that view because we're coming at it and and like you talked about from a from a caring conceptually humanistic point of view that gets back to a lot of our meaning and purpose in our work and caring for individuals and what matters to us and that has been the big challenge, you know, when we talk about COVID and, and post-COVID or coming out of a COVID environment and still having COVID and COVID-related issues and the stress isn't necessarily going away. It's just shifting around in different places and times based on where you are geographically or how your system is managing these changes. It's just an, a part of our practice. And yet what you're talking about here is taking those and reframing and really getting back to that mindset, which really kind of loops us back to the beginning of this is that you if you have a culture that's creating these opportunities to practice then you're helping every one of those individuals reframe and rethink the circumstances and then opening that pathway to gratitude and and empathy and caring and sharing and connecting and all those things that create that positive response to us and help us stay engaged and work together and improve the care environment. And it and that's that's such a critical part of that that I that you know we we are talking about practices and sometimes we can talk about the practices, but ultimately at the end of the day it's the it's that reframing and kind of rewiring of ourselves that get us to the point that we're no longer a victim or, or tied to the circumstances, but we're evaluating those in a way that's thinking about creative problem solving or increasing our, our opportunities for care, working together, supporting each other, recognizing when we need help and support and and being and being open to that. And that's what this gratitude practice can really do. And and it sounds like too it in it's it's it changes your team's ethos. Like it changes the way that you're thinking about care within your teams is that is that also something that you've seen really change through this process? Yeah, I agree. Uh, it is something that has changed because you're really looking at um, caring. Yes, we're there to care for the patients, but we're also there to care for each other. And when you're a part of a team, you know you need to recognize that. I think one of the philosophies that we follow a lot is is situational awareness, and it's really part of team steps. So taking moments throughout the day to reflect on what's going on. And, you know, when you're in such intimate care and uh, of, with patients and of patients and of each other, because I may be having a good moment and you may not, um, it's important that you take into consideration what the situation is all about and then really reflect on that and be able to respond. So building that piece into the culture as well and what I found is part of my practice is I'm not necessarily on that unit all day long, but when I round, I'm actually taking a pulse of what's going on. And 
leaders do that. And it's a good opportunity for me to just say, okay, this is, you know, you can sense when something good is happening. You can also sense when something bad is happening. So looking at situational awareness and then trying to turn it up around and reflect on the good um, and, and, and provide meaningful recognition for the team. Yeah. I, the meaningful recognition part is always one that is, has to be built in when you talk about creating a plan. That is such a critical step that requires our, all of our efforts and our initiatives and, and needs to be built into that framework. And, and, that ultimately, too, is what you're building here is it isn't your plan isn't just an individual plan, but it's a strategic plan within your environment that allows the individual to develop their plan and, and do what they do what they kind of meet them where they are, too. So getting back to I want to loop back to the beginning and you talked about how you started with your you know, one good thing leading to three good things. And then that led you into utilizing your marbles and in, in the jars and that created this meaningful recognition. So one of the things we're doing here with our podcast series is is suggesting and giving people that chance to start. What should they do first? And and I want you to talk about um what is it that you feel like would be a great starting point for people and and talk us through how to how to really get started on crafting your own plan and creating that in these gratitude practices? It really starts with yourself first. You, you need to, and I built that into my my daily thinking. And as I started this conversation about being grateful instead of ruminating about the bad, uh, what I think is also important is our visual cues as well as prompts for team leads. So I started building it into my relationships with my team members, and then also building it in to what we would do on a daily basis. So the marble jar is a great visual cue because you could see whether it was blue or whether it was gold. And the gratitude jar is another wonderful visual cue because you could see all the different letters in there, pieces of paper that were folded up. And just knowing that people were putting that much effort into it, and quite frankly, I couldn't wait to read some of the comments. They were always so great. And and I think that's really very important. And it goes back to building resilience and also the value of meaningful recognition, um, which I think is so key in what we do. Yeah, I, that jar concept, and you talk about it, and, and throughout this whole episode, you're, you're bringing up the importance of the visual cue. Because one of the things that we forget is even though we're, we're building these really strong evidence-based practices, it's not easy in a day-to-day, minute-by-minute environment to, to, re- to be mindful of everything that you have to do. So having these cues around to help people is absolutely significant. And, and so we have to remember that when we're building practices and, and some of the other people we've been working with throughout this podcast series have talked about signs and posters and trees and all these components that are built to reflect and increase these opportunities for gratitude and they're signposts of a culture that this is important for us to do, which comes back to making sure that you integrate this into the strategic framework of your organization. 
And you do that because it matters to people. And you talk about the the value of meaningful recognition. And there's so many ways to do that. But the way that you're doing it here makes it culturally uh, important. It also is also leads to these individual kind of micro moments when you read something that, you know, maybe a patient left or a care team member wrote a note just thanking you and you wrote something to them. Those are incredibly important and valuable to creating a culture for success. And so I, I, I love that you talked about that. And, and the pathway to get there is really to start with yourself. And when we know, and we talk about this often in healthcare, is taking better care of others really starts with taking better care of ourselves. And we're oftentimes negligent in that. So hearing you talk about this and thinking about it in a very practical way is is just a tremendous opportunity for us to sit and reflect and think, hmm, I could get a jar, I could get some marbles, and I can get some pieces of paper for people to write notes on and, and have this sitting here as a, every time I walk by it, I'm thinking about it. And I'm thinking about this person that helped me, or I'm or I remember what someone wrote about me. And all of those cues are really so significant to the changing culture, building teams, and doing all the things that we want to see from doing these practices in the Gratitude Toolkit. So Deidre, I just want to say thank you again for joining me and talking through how you create a plan and in your your pathway through this, your journey through implementing gratitude practices and sharing it with others. Uh, you're very welcome. Uh, very welcome. It's really been a pleasure to spend some time with you. And I do strongly see how this works. And I am very grateful uh, for the opportunity. So thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. And and I and I hope these points are are well taken. You know, taking care of yourself and start with good, and create opportunities for for those meaningful recognition opportunities. If if we do that, then to your point about situational awareness. It helps us keep a better finger on our pulse of what's going on within our groups, teams, and floors, and cultures, and helps us get to a better tomorrow. So Deidre, again, thank you. And we look forward to hearing more about gratitude practices in our podcast series. 